Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. The man, the myth, the modern classic. Only here for a visit. The riotous must-have new book by Alan Brazil. Featuring legendary tales from a life lived large and loud on pitch and off-piste. It's the year's most explosive rock and go memoir. Only here for a visit. The brand new autobiography by Alan Brazil. Just what you need for a lockdown read. Now available in audio form from audible.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday and welcome to the last Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. But what a podcast it is. Of course, there was lots and lots of football last night, which we'll get into shortly, but we kick things off with the heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury. He was on breakfast ahead of the release of his new book, The Furious Method. He spoke about Deontay Wilder on helping people battle mental health issues and the potential mouthwatering clash with Anthony Joshua. Manchester's better than Egypt. Tell my man, shut up. When we get in there, whenever it may be, we've both got to get through our upcoming fights. I mean, we know heavyweight boxing is it's not a given. Anything can happen at this level as well, sure. especially when you're fighting young and hungry fighters who have an hour opportunity to become a world champion. You've got to fight out your skin. And these guys, like the opponents that, that Pulev and that, he's been waiting for a world title shot for the last five years since he lost to Vladimir. So it's going to be a tough fight for him. He's going to fight out of his skin. He knows it's his big opportunity. And, and as a challenger, they don't come along that often and you've got to seize the moment. So yeah. every time you step into the ring with these opponents, you've got to be on your double A game because I know they're going to be 10 times better than they were for the last fight because it's their big shot at glory. So providing we both come through our next fights, then I would like to think that this fight, me and Joshua, will finally get made years later when we're both on top of our careers, both world heavyweight champions. And I'd like to think it can happen. It can happen there twice next year. He's battled the demons in his head, fought them off and put them to bed, shared a story with the whole world, so waters in need might be heard. If you're struggling with mental health, to struggle on your own is terrible. It's very hard. I've been there, done that for long, long, all my life nearly. You must speak to friends or family or anybody you can speak to. Speak to a doctor, speak to anybody. If you can't get medical advice straight away, speak to friends. Because I think speaking about anything always solves your problems. Because when you keep things locked away, you're only darkening and darkening. It's only going to get deeper and deeper and worse and worse. So my advice, what helped me was 
speaking to people. And I come from a family where you never talk about weakness. You never talk about you feeling mm-hmm. down and that sort of stuff. So for the first 27 years, 28 years of my life, I was uh, all that stuff. I, I didn't really want to go into it because I thought it would make me a weaker person or whatever. But I realised that coming out with it has made me a much stronger person than I could ever thought I could imagine being. Jay Reyes, he throws in the towel. Tyson Fury has done the remarkable. He has stopped the unbeaten, the ferocious Deontay Wilder. Hard to believe you put something hard in your glove. Something the size and the shape of an egg weight. Here's the reason why the side of my face swelled up in an egg weight form. I've run out of ideas of what other excuses a man could make in the defeat in boxing. And to keep coming out with these ludicrous accusations, you know, I, I was quite concerned. I still am for his mental well-being, you know. First of all, he doesn't speak or say anything for eight months on, on Instagram or anywhere. And all, all of a sudden, he's coming out of all this, this stuff like, oh, he, he, he's cheated, he's done this, he's done that. Uh, I don't know who's, who's advising him or who, who, who's around him, but it, he really needs, to, in my opinion, he needs to uh, needs to seek a bit of help himself because to keep going on like he's going on, he's unsportsmanlike. And it's a sure sign of mental health problems. He's guards all over the place and Fury puts him down again. A shot to the body, a right hand to the body of Deontay Wilder and he's down. He gets up, he gets the count, he's blooded, he's all over the place. I've seen it so many times over the years with the likes of like Wilder's excuses and David A's excuses. Either don't take the fight, have it postponed until you get well again. Or if you are going to go in and take it, don't mention it afterwards. Don't try and take somebody else's glory away from the, their victory. And, you know, and I got to take my hat off to AJ. He, he didn't. He, he just said, look, I got beat by the better man on the night. Fair play. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I love you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. Now, time to check in with my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday at 30 from 10pm. I, of course, was alongside the former gunner, the wonderful Perry Groves, who are looking back at England against Ireland at Wembley, as well as those crucial clashes in the Euro 2020 playoffs for Northern Ireland and Scotland. Today is the day we finally replace Alistair Murdoch McCoist. Today is the day we finally get Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney in the same side. Today is the day we run dry of Buckfast. Today is the day William Wallace dreamed of. You may take our qualification, but you'll never take our freedom! Mitrovic to keep Serbia alive in the penalties. This could be Scotland's big moment. Mitrovic right for it. David Marshall has done it, and Scotland are heading to the European Championships. The Titan Army finally mobilised once again, and they will head to Wembley to face England. Scotland have done it remarkably, 5-4 on penalties. David Marshall is engulfed, Alexandru Mitrovic, the player denied, and after 22 years of hurt, Scotland are finally going to a European Championships a major tournament once again fantastic absolutely outstanding David Marshall didn't even realise that it was the final penalty he was just thinking okay that's us on to the next one what a save that is come on get in there fantastic result you know what through the night the 90 minutes should have been done but seen it out one on penalties outstanding Nigel Friday was army go on YouTube
kicks. As soon as we went to penalty kicks, it was confident because off the back of us winning the Israel semi-final on penalty kicks, our penalties were very good that night and I fancied us to go and do it again, really. And thankfully, they managed to do it. They deserved it because the performance was so good. We are going to the, the Euros to play against the likes of England, the, the Czech Republic, Croatia. It's what, what a fantastic group that is. And like you say, let's not go there and just enjoy the occasion. Let's go there and just, you just never know. Moments tonight, we were dominant, we were creative. Yeah, there's going to be little frailties at the back, but outstanding. What an achievement. These players, this group will go down in history. The last time I seen Scotland in a tournament was when I was five years old, and I cannot believe it. Every tournament that comes along, we always hope let's at least get a playoff. And my goodness, today I'm just overjoyed for Steve Clark. I haven't felt this jubilant about Scotland, but tonight it's been epic. I've finally been able to turn out the morning kids and tell them that, you know, we're finally there. Oh man, it's so good. Like, the last time we were in a competition, my dad actually grounded me and my little brother because we had to watch. He went, you'll never see this again. I'm delighted. It's, uh, it's just something that my children are here and I'm so delighted to share it with them next summer. It finished, Andy. Northern Ireland won, Slovakia 2, and Northern Ireland failed to make it into next summer's Euros after being beaten in extra time at Windsor Park. And Darren Randolph dives to his right and can't keep it out. And England lead. The ball chipped inside the penalty area. And it's Harry Maguire, eight yards out, that can power a header in past the despairing dive of Randolph. Yeah, it's been a really pleasing night for myself individually. Obviously the team as well to get the win and the clean sheet, but personally it's a really proud moment. It's an honour to, to captain my country and to, to get the win, the clean sheet and a goal. It's something that I dreamt of last night. And England will make another change. And what a moment this is for Stourbridge-born Jude Bellingham, born in June 2003, and he becomes only the fifth 17-year-old ever to play for England and the third youngest international that England have ever had behind Theo Walcott and Wayne Rooney. Only 17 years and 136 days. We hoped to get him 15, 20 minutes on the pitch. We were able to do that, so that's a great experience for him. He'll he'll grow from that. Um, but the most important thing has been the period with the team, training with top players, being surrounded by top professionals so that he can see what it's all about and um, that, that's been a really good process for us. Jack Grealish who cuts it onto his right foot and then the twists and turns and then flicks it in right footed across the face of goal and got it past Randolph but it went past the post as well and drifts into the hoardings behind the goal of the old tunnel end and out of play but Grealish has caught the eye. What we're trying to do is get him into areas of the pitch as high as possible where he can score goals, create goals and um, you know he was in those, in those areas frequently um, he's such a threat when he gets turned and can run at defences, it puts def- defenders on the back foot. All I can say from my experience with the manager is how well I actually get on with him. People probably don't see that. And we, yeah, like I said, we have a great relationship. You know, he speaks to me all the time about what he wants from me. That's what I've got to do. You know, I've got to try and impress the manager to get into the, into the starting eleven. so I'll continue to do that. Now, up from with takes a look at the art of goal scoring, speaking to some of the best strikers in the game. From 8pm this Saturday on TalkSport, you can hear the former Arsenal, West Ham and Celtic striker John Hartson in conversation with Sam Matterface. Over the course of the hour, they will discuss playing alongside the likes of Dennis Bergkamp, as well as Thierry Henry, and what really happened on the training ground with Al Berkovic during his time at West Ham. I was 21 and, uh, you know, Isle, Isle was a fantastic lad, nothing personal. 
um, and it was John Moncur rolled the ball into me. Al Berkovic um, nicked it off me. I gave it away. My touch was poor. I give it away. He ran sort of fifteen, twenty yards. I've chased him back to try and win the ball, and I've and I've tackled him from behind. And as you can see on the pictures, I've gone to pick him up, and he's sort of thrown a light punch at me, which caught me in the hip. Didn't hurt. Never felt it. And then I just lashed out. And as as you can see, the pictures are there for everybody to see. And I, and I don't know why. You know, I I, I was aggressive, but obviously um, I don't know why I did that reaction. And and it's the biggest regret of my life. I should should never have done it. And with Liverpool's Joe Gomez set to miss a significant part of the season, the former Reds midfielder Danny Murphy told Drive what Jurgen Klopp might do to cover at centre-back. How nice of Danny Murphy to tell Jurgen Klopp what he could do to cover at centre-back. I hope Jurgen's listening to this podcast. I think what Matip gives them is a presence physically, aerially. You know, he's a he's an experienced guy now. He's played a lot of games for Liverpool. He's always been calm anyway. And then next to him, you've got options still because Fabinho can play there. Um, we've seen that many times. He's defensively minded. He's he's clever, experienced. And he is coming back from injury. He is coming. Well, they're talking about him being back for the next game, Leicester. I actually think, although they've got a couple of young lads there who, um, who we've seen do all right when they've come in, one in the Champions League, one in the Premier League, I also think Henderson could play there. He's not stupid and erratic with his tackling. You know, he's not someone even in midfield who goes around getting silly red cards or, you know, putting himself on the line. He's, he's controlled and he's a leader and he's disciplined enough to play there. At the moment, I still think they can do, they, they can carry on with the form they have been whilst they've got these injury problems. I do think January, they, didn't, they are going to have to address it. Now, the England coach, Eddie Jones, has been speaking to TalkSport ahead of the Autumn Nations Cup opener with Georgia this weekend. He's been telling James Savundra that they hope to put a smile on people's faces during the coronavirus pandemic. First of all, we're very privileged to play in it, uh, you know, given the circumstances of the, the countries involved. Europe, uh, you know, is, is, as they say, is the epicentre of the the virus at the moment so being able to play high level rugby is a great privilege for us and we're so excited about the prospect of playing yeah for us it's a it's a game by game i know that sounds a cliche but it's, but it's true it's a game by game see where we can take our game yeah, we'd love our game at the end of the autumn cup to be in a much healthier situation than it is now and uh that's what we're working hard on mate and then uh also with that is to again put a smile on people's faces you know play rugby that makes People uh, forget maybe for 80 minutes what's happening in the in the country. Back now to driver Danny Murphy reminiscing at the time Rafa Benitez told him his Liverpool career was over. Ah, oh, happy times. He was all right, to be fair. I mean, I hated him at the time. Um, I've lost that now. You know, it's, I understand what he was doing. Um, he was being honest and he said to me, look, um, I want to bring in some of my own players you're not going to be part of the first 11. You know, it's unlikely you're going to get back in the team if you if you know if you want to stay type thing then there's not much point you better go. I know you like playing. I'm bringing in a couple of midfielders. I've already got plenty of midfielders it's... and then he told me he was coming for me which was Tottenham, Charlton and Everton. I kind of tried to plead with him a little bit and then he repeated the fact that my time was done really in his own way. And looking back, I do appreciate honesty from managers. I hated him for it. But the next couple of days were a couple of the hardest days of my life they were. Well, I didn't know what to do. 
I didn't want to leave. I had great contracts on the table and yeah. choices of managers who really wanted me and made me feel good. I still say to this day I should have stayed a bit longer, trusted myself. I should have. Although the plays he brought in weren't, weren't bad, were they? I had doubts in my own head about what I could and couldn't do. And, me, you know, myself, was I good enough to, to persuade him differently? To dissuade him, if you like. Was I good enough to get in the, to stay in this team with the players he's going to bring in? Or The one thing I knew about my time at Liverpool was that not playing in the early stages was really difficult for me. Not playing football every week has a negative impact on my mental health and my life. So I thought, if I'm going to spend the next year not playing here, the club I love and I'm so used to playing, that's not going to be a good place for me. And last, but by no means least, well, it's not really last because I've, I've already appeared on this podcast, but we can go back now to my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm, where, of course, I was alongside Jerry Perry Groves. Now, as I said just before the break, um, it's time for, well, not Would I Lie to You. That's illegal. We can't use that, supposedly. Rufus in the studio for tonight's Would I Tell You the Truth. I was once asked to fly to Norway to knock myself out. What? <laughs> I was once asked to fly to Norway to knock myself out. Uh, elaborate. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? So, I had knocked myself out on a dugout, playing for the Gooners. Right. And then I was asked... Accidentally. Yeah, accidentally we scored and instead of jumping out, I jumped up. Right. And knocked myself out. Yeah. And I was asked uh, the Norwegian equivalent of fantasy football. Yeah. To fly right. to Norway and knock yourself out. Okay, not, that's not unbelievable. That is. That's unbelievable. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that's true. I'm going to say that's true. We'll come back to that in a minute, all right? It is true. Okay, it's great 100% story. true. Great story. When we've got more time, we'll go through that. He came out with a line that you don't hear too often in football. Hey, the sub's unconscious! And it may be somebody on the bench that's out of order here. I once had a staring competition with a panther. <laughs> was it at the zoo? Oh, did I, I was asking a question. Sorry, even, I wanted to know. Even Rufus is interested. Oh, yeah, was, was it at the zoo? Yeah. Where, where was it? I was uh, up in... Um, Your bedroom. A place called... <laughs> It was a place called Castle Croft in Wolverhampton. Right. And what is that? A safari park? No, I was staying um, with a landlady. I was playing Wolves as a schoolboy. Right. I was Where was 14. the panther? Uh, the panther, which I obviously didn't know, I'd gone to bed, got up, went down to the kitchen, and then got myself a glass of water, opened the curtains to the patio, and the panther's just staring <sighs> at me. They're all so good. Straight through the patio doors. And how long did you stare at it for? I, I, I thought I'd give it a real good competition because I was brave because obviously there's glass in front of me so I'm like you ain't frightening me this is so good and the reason I think the panther was dead well I know why the panther because there was the dog's bowl was out on the patio obviously the water I'm going fake on that I'm going fake on that 100% true wow so I got that one right that's a great story no you said false no I said oh yeah I did say false false. false. he's trying to get points off with it Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. A reminder, you can hear some football coming your way over the next few days. Uh, tonight at 7.45, if you want to hear Bolton against Salford, you can. It's in League Two. It's live and exclusive to TalkSport 2. Then on Saturday, you can hear live and exclusive commentary of Sunderland against MK Dons in League One, again on TalkSport 2. And on Sunday, we've got Nations League football for you. Scotland away at Slovakia. That one kicks off at 2pm on TalkSport 2. And then at 7.45, the big one, Belgium against England. Of course, in the Nations League, that one's live on TalkSport. 
Uh, that's it for another podcasty thing. I'll be back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show from 4pm later on today alongside Darren Bent. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcasts out first thing Monday morning. So do what you have to to get it. Until then, I'll see you at four. In the meantime, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.